0: Just under three years ago, before the lockdown, I got a phone call, and from time to time I get these phone calls and they go something like this, Mr. Birch, I've seen your name on the internet, and I know that you do some dealing in stamps, and I have a collection I'd like you to look at. And people, sometimes have come along and they think they've got the crown jewels and I have to politely tell them and let them down slowly and tell them they haven't. Well, this particular occasion, this old chap rang me up and I have to be careful I call an old chap these days. And uh, he said, I've got my grandfather's stamp collection and I want to get rid of it. Can you please tell me what to do? I've no interest in stamps, he said. So I said, come round and I'll have a look at it. And I went through this album, and it was worth thousands and thousands of pounds. And I said to him, I said, you know, this is a most valuable lot. There's stuff here I've never seen in my life. And I gave him the name and address of an international auction where he should get the best price. I said, whatever you do, don't take any offers for the collection. He went away from my house very happy. And I know, don't know what the outcome was, but I do hope that he went to that auction and didn't take an offer. I know people who would have offered him two or £300 and it would have been worth thousands and thousands. And we all have something that is of great value and we don't realise how valuable it is. And the Lord Jesus underscored the high value of a soul. He put it in verse 26 of Matthew 16. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? No, nothing could be more serious. Nothing could be more sombre. Nothing could be more important than that. that You can gain the whole world, said Jesus, but lose your soul. Lose the most important thing of all. And you and I are born, indeed conceived, With the most important thing that we should make sure has been saved and not lost at the last. That is why we are so different from the animals. We have a soul and we are conceived with it. And when we die that soul leaves the body. And we are so different from the animal world around us. It is a whole person of which the soul is part. And our lives begin when God gives life to the soul. And at death, that soul leaves us. Our wills and our affections are part of the soul. And like that man with a stamp collection... We must realise that we all have a most valuable possession. And every one of us, from the youngest to the oldest, must make absolutely sure that they don't lose their soul. Because to lose their soul is the greatest, greatest tragedy of all. Now there are many people, of course, who tell us that when you die, that's it. It's like going to sleep and not waking up. There was a man like that in the Bible. He was called the rich fool. He believed he had all the security that this world could offer. In fact, he had so much security as a farmer, he had to pull down barns and build bigger ones. He had a magnificent harvest. And he said to himself, soul, you have much goods laid up for you for many years. But he didn't realize that he had a soul. The most important thing of all. And one day God said to him, thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. He forgot that there was a God in heaven. He didn't take spiritual things into account. And he lost his most valuable possession. He gave no thought for his soul. Like the man who came to me, he wasn't interested in stamps. I didn't hold that against him. A lot of people haven't. But that man, that rich fool... I had no interest in his soul and what I plan to do this morning is to lay upon you the absolute importance of not losing your soul but the absolute importance of seeing it saved and not have another year without the possibility of losing it. There is no more important matter for anyone here to think about than the loss of the soul. And everyone that is born into this world, apart from the Lord Jesus, is in danger of losing it. And you can only lose something that you already have, can't you? And everyone has this soul. Do you lose things? You lose your glasses? Lose your car keys? Somebody in our home's always losing things. And I'm not mentioning any names. And I don't get worked up about it because I know they all turn up in the end. I lost a pair of glasses recently for three months and found them by the side of the freezer. Let me open the (laughs) freezer door. Always losing something, aren't we? But this loss is irretrievable. Because it's appointed unto men once to die and after that the judgment. that is a serious business. You can be extremely wealthy and know that your soul is saved. Look at our queen who was taken from us last year. Oh, look at all that she had. And then ultimately we read about her. Her one thing was the glorious fact that a soul was saved. When I first came to South End, there was a dear man who was a member of our fellowship. His name was Ernie Frost. He had spent nearly all of his life labouring for the cause of the gospel out in Zambia. He worked with the Gisela Bible Institute. He was the most gracious, most humble, most loving man you could ever meet. And as a young man, he taught me the rare jewel of Christian contempt and by his life and by his attitude. And I can remember with dear Ernie going down to Heathrow with him. And we stood in that lounge in Heathrow and prayed together. And all he had of his earthly belongings were two small suitcases. He had nothing else. he you know what it was to live in the, out in the, out in the um, country in Zambia and build his own home. And he married a Canadian missionary who had since died. And he spent the whole of his life in Zambia. And as his faculties were getting bad and terrible and he was getting old, he went off to Canada and to his dying day he still presented papers for people to use out there in Zambia. But he knew what it was. To have his soul saved. The Queen knew what it was to have a soul saved. And this dear man, Annie Frost, who had nothing in this world, knew what it was to have his soul saved. You know, the one thing in life is this, that we, pri- we, we prioritise things that are important to us, don't we? And it's so important. At the beginning of this year, To make sure that your soul is saved. To make this top priority in your thinking. For nothing could be more important than this. To know that your soul is saved throughout the endless ages of eternity. That's why if you're in a family here this morning it's good to have a family altar where you can come around the word of god and pray and seek the face of god and lay matters up before god in prayer make time for the family the family is a great responsibility never be too busy for the family i would encourage you to do that families are a gift of god for which we will be held responsible But how can you lose your soul how can you lose your soul well first of all you have to say this I don't believe I have one I don't believe I have a soul people in the world will say that because natural people do not receive the things of the Spirit of God they are foolishness unto him and people will say I don't have a soul That's one way to lose it. Another way to lose it is this. Delay. So, well, I do know something about this. I knew no something, but someday I will get round to becoming a Christian and make sure that my soul is safe one day. But you don't know that before that time your soul may be required of you and you will be ushered from time into eternity. There are many people who began last year thinking, "Ah, oh, all is well." And they were ushered from time into eternity. Because now is the. Accepted di- di- now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. Do not delay. This may be the very last occasion. When you will ever hear the word of God. You know, there's a sign outside, isn't there? This is a dangerous road. The most dangerous road to be on, my friend, is on the road that's going to judgment and perdition, and the soul is not saved. You're on a dangerous road. And then, of course, the other another way to save lose your soul is apathy. So what? Why should I bother with the matter of knowing that my soul is saved and you just let it be like water off a duck's back? You hear the word of God and you let it go in one ear and out the other. And there are many people in church life who are like that. They've sat in the chairs, they've heard the word of God, they've understood the truths of God, and yet, so what? There is apathy in their heart. I can't be bothered. Another way to lose your soul is to fill it with everything else. Have a great time. Be taken up with the things of this world. Follow sport. Make it a great idol rather than a pleasure. Be taken up with these things, you know, these iPhones and all the rest of it. After all, you only have one life. Live it to the full. You only have one life. You go out and enjoy your life. Fill your life with everything else, because that's what many people in this world are doing today. Another way to lose your soul is to have a deep-rooted resentment toward Christian things. There may be people that you know who claim to be Christians and whose lives did not live up to it. And in your heart you have a deep-rooted resentment against the things of God because of the things that you have seen at times in some other people who claim to be believers. In my business, the most valuable Stamps are counterfeited, are forgeries. And my dear friend, I would have to remind you too that the Lord Jesus, in his twelve disciples, had a counterfeit called Judas Iscariot. Never allow that to be a reason for losing your soul. And then I would remind you this morning the absolute importance of it. It is crucially important. For your soul will live as long as God lives. It is an inescapable reality that it will be so. It will live as long as God lives whether in heaven or in hell. Ultimately in the new heaven and the new earth or in hell itself and what terrible regrets there will be one day you remember the story of the rich man and Lazarus and the word there in hell is the word remember remember especially people who heard the truth especially people that understood the truth especially people that knew the way Have you ever had regrets? I'm sure that we can all look on back on our lives and we can all regret certain things that we did or certain things that we didn't do and we wished we'd done. But there will be many regrets on that last day when the soul leaves the body and enters into eternity. Our lives are often full of regrets. Things that we ought to have done. Things that we didn't do. And there will be regrets throughout the endless ages of eternity over not listening to the word of God. Not responding to the importance of the saving of the soul. Oh, how I wished I'd have closed with Christ. Oh, i wished i'd have responded to the gospel it will be your responsibility and it will be terrible and it will be awful you'll have nobody to blame but yourself and nobody to put the matter right some things we regret and we can put right we can but not this once eternity once our life has gone from the body There's nothing like the regrets of losing your own soul and have it lost for the whole of eternity. To know that awful place that the Lord Jesus, the most loving man that has ever lived, called hell, the place where the worm does not die, and the fire is not quenched. Oh my friend, I would plead with you this morning at the beginning of another year. Let it not be another year with the possibility of your soul being lost. Close with Jesus Christ. Come to Him as you are. But where do we see the value of a soul? where do we see the value of a soul well we see it in the lord jesus we see it what it costs the lord jesus to save souls the lord jesus came into this world and lived a life of complete poverty he had no way to no place to lay his head when everyone went to the mountain when everyone went to his own house jesus went to the mount of olives we read in john's gospel You've ever seen something so amazing? And said that was priceless. Beautiful scenery, maybe. You can't put you can't put a description to it. And when we look at the death of the Lord Jesus, it shall blow our minds away. When well, we see in the death of the Lord Jesus the great value of a soul. Paul the Apostle put it like this in 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 15. Thanks be unto God for his inexpressible gift. And the word inexpressible there is the only time that in the original language that word is used. It means you can't put it into words. And when you look at the death of Christ too. You can't put it into words. The death of the Lord Jesus. For sinful men and sinful women. Now we have given gifts. Over the Christmas period. And we have thought about those gifts. Is it something that somebody will appreciate? Is it something that people will need? we give given gifts and we receive gifts. when the plan was made for our salvation God knew what we needed and God knew that ultimately those who receive this gift would know what it is to appreciate this gift and therefore God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son what a gift an amazing gift to the world that everyone who believes in him should not perish, should not go to that awful place. But know what it is to have everlasting life. You see, his gift, this gift was inexpressible. His death was inexpressible too. And if you and I had been there at the death of Christ, we would have had to turn our eyes away because it would have been so awful and so terrible. I should have seen a nasty accident you've had to turn your eyes away and if you and I had been there we would have had to do just exactly that seeing how terribly and awfully and disgracefully and despicably he was treated by a sinful man it was awful it was total injustice But then, my friend, there was much more than that. For the believer can say this, in my place condemned he stood, sealed my pardon with his blood. Hallelujah, what a saviour. And the believer can look through the physical suffering of Christ to see the penal suffering of Christ, that in our place, He was made sin for us, that knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. He died that we might be forgiven. He died to make us good that we might go at last to heaven, saved by his precious blood. Have you been saved this morning by the precious blood of Christ? That's the most important, the most glorious, the most valuable gift that you can ever have. To know that he loved me and gave himself for me. Then my friend, if you can't, then look upon him. Look upon him there. See him dying in the place of sinners. See him shed his precious blood. See him crying, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That is the awful price that Christ paid for the salvation of the soul. He was dying for the just, for the unjust. That he might bring us to God. The Lord Jesus also said this. In Matthew 10 and verse 28. And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. But rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Oh friend that you would come this morning. Young person that you would come this morning in all of your need. It is a great grief. A great grief. That you are such great need of this salvation. When the Lord Jesus was born, what was a great cry of heaven, glory to God in the highest, and the Lord Jesus came first of all to bring glory to God in the highest. And when He was coming toward the end of His life, in His great prayer in John seventeen. He said these wonderful and amazing words. Father the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son also may glorify you. And when he went to Calvary he was glorifying the father. In opening the door of heaven. In opening salvation. To everyone who will sincerely and honestly call upon the name of the Lord. To those who deserve the very opposite. And here we are at the beginning of another year. But don't begin another year with your soul in jeopardy. It will be awful and terrible. Young person here beginning your life the most important thing is to know that your soul is safe. To know that you're a child of God. To know that you're safe for time and for eternity. To know that you're safe in the arms of Jesus. Don't delay it any longer. For today is a day of salvation. What are you to do? What are you to do? Well, pray for the first time regarding your need of the salvation. Pray in your own words. Tell the Lord Jesus that you have lived a life with a big eye. Me, myself and I. That I have lived for myself. And ask him because of his death on Calvary to save you. He's very real. He's as near to you as breathing. He's ready to listen. He's ready to respond. He's ready to receive. His heart is beating in love. Even though you are unworthy. There's none of us who are worthy. And thank God that the vilest offender who truly believes that moment from Jesus apart and receives. The price has been paid. An awful price. A terrible price. An incalculable price. None of us can put it into words. None of us can comprehend it. None of us can understand it. Receive the gift of the Lord Jesus with faith, with trust, and recognise that Jesus died on Calvary. And with a world that is falling apart, and not knowing what will happen in this coming year, none of us know. We have predictions about what politicians will do. Well, we'll see whether those predictions are right at the end of the year. But I tell you, the most sure and certain thing is the Word of God. And the most important thing is to have your soul saved. And the most important thing is to know what it is to trust in Jesus Christ as Saviour and recognise Him as Lord. The man who had that stamp collection wasn't interested in it, wasn't interested in stamps until I told him something of the value he went away happy and my dear friend remember you have even something far more valuable than that you have a never dying soul and i try tried to show you in, in perfect words the value of it I plead with you this morning to make sure that it is safe To be able to say, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. And knowing that you have the most valuable possession that has been saved by the precious saving work of the Lord Jesus, it will ultimately bring real joy. And you'll be able to say, joy fills my soul, for Jesus has saved me, saved me from sin. that once had enslaved me and a new year and you will look back on 2013 it will be new life eternal life begun in this world and I pray that this amazing salvation will be known and felt by everyone here this morning and not one, not one here, will be lost. Not one. And one final thing. This should make us the most evangelistic people going. Because if we have any compassion within us, we we'll want to see people around and about us. Have their souls saved today and also for eternity. So we look at people in all their need, in all their great need. all that they might become aware of their need of salvation in the Lord Jesus. Let us pray. O oh God in heaven, <clears throat> you know that there is a division among us, those who are saved and those who are lost. Lord, may those who are lost be saved today, and may you work by your Spirit in their hearts, and grant them saving faith to trust in Christ, to trust in him without delay. Lord, we pray that the angels in heaven will be rejoicing over sinners repenting. Amen. For Jesus' sake we ask it.